You are listening to the Take the Trip Foundation Podcast. I'm Jason Carroll, and it's my honor to be the founding president and CEO Take the Trip Foundation. And I'm Sissy Carroll, the inspiration behind the organization. Welcome back to another episode of Take the Trip Podcast. I'm Gina Simeone, guest hosting. Today's podcast episode, we're featuring a travel writer from the Ballantine Magazine, which is distributed in the South Charlotte area, Krisha Chatra. Hey, Krisha. Hi, nice to see you, Gina. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. We're doing everything that we can to really promote and get the word out. So we really appreciate you taking on this story and writing about it. So you're a freelance writer for Ballantine Magazine. Tell me about this magazine in South Charlotte area. Well, yes, I'm a freelance writer for Valentine Magazine, but also several other magazines here in Charlotte. And what I love about Valentine is that it's a great magazine for elevating and promoting what's happening in the South Charlotte area, not only with all of our residents and the wonderful things that they're doing, but also the small businesses and the restaurants and really just uh, highlighting the quality of life in South Charlotte. I love Charlotte. Charlotte's a great city. I've been there many, many times, but I have never lived there. So how do you like living there? I love living here. I actually just moved here during the pandemic. So at first it was, I literally, we moved in in March of 2020. So at first it was a little bit of a challenge because I didn't know anyone here. And then all the the lights went out, everything was shut down. But as you know, we want, we went through the year and got to know our neighbors, you know, over the fence and um, got to meet some people and uh, networked with uh, with the community, and I've become more involved now. I've really enjoyed everything that it has to offer. It's very diverse, lots of restaurants, and lots of things to do, especially for families with young kids. Awesome. And you are a mom? Yes, I am. I have a lovely little daughter who's about to be eight this summer. So everywhere we take her in Charlotte, she's just wide-eyed and excited. And, um, you know, there's just so many amenities that families really enjoy here. And also a lot to do with for young adults and um, for parents who are looking to have date nights. So we are really just learning a lot about the city and, and getting to know where all the good places are and establishing a relationship with the people here and the city itself. Awesome. So do you write mostly about just the Charlotte area or you just write about travel in general? I write about travel in general. Um, I used to be a reporter for NPR and also I had a talk show for PBS. So I had a a further reach um, with those media outlets. But because I am now living in Charlotte and I'm so involved with my daughter's life, I want to keep my writing and the stories local and important, pertinent to um, the readers here. I think it's really important to give back to your community and spread information to those that you see you know, the impact having firsthand. Right now I'm focusing most of my writing to be published here in the Charlotte area. And I'm really grateful that the magazines have picked up my writing and have really appreciated the vision of what I'm trying to write about. So speaking of the vision, so Jason Carroll, whose wife is Sissy Carroll, who inspired this Take the Trip Foundation, alerted me to your article that you have written for Ballantine Magazine, kind of highlighting Sissy's story and the Take the Trip Foundation. Tell me about this article that just got released in the summer edition. Yes. So in the summer edition of Ballantine Magazine, I've written an article about the foundation, Take the Trip. And 
just backing up a little bit to give you some context, I write about destinations, about the, the best places to go, depending on what your goals are for your traveling as a family or as a couple, or maybe traveling, you know, with smaller children or adult children. Um, I usually write about that anywhere from backyard escapes to overseas travel. Um, I did a big feature in the Maldives last year in the same magazine. So what I wanted to do, however, when I heard about Sissy's story is that I wanted to elevate the writing a little bit and talk about how travel is more than just getting away and checking something off a bucket list. It's about improving your quality of life, improving your mental health, and in this case, extending your life in a lot of ways and making memories with your family. So I do have a connection with Sissy. And when I heard what she was going through, and I also understood and learned about uh, the travels that she had been taking with her family and how she credited those travels to extending her life, I thought, this is the way that I can help to get her story out. I mean, I have this platform with the magazine, and it's such a great story that needs to be told because we need to be reminded that travel is just more than, you know, a vacation. It also has mental health benefits and can extend life in ways that we just never knew. So I think her story is really inspiring. And I, and I was just called to put it in the magazine. And I'm so happy that my editor embraced it and understood the vision of what I was trying to write about. I think that's wonderful. You know, so, so many times we, you know, we need to get away, we have to get away, we have to go on vacation. And a lot of it is to kind of ground us and bring back our mental sanity. Maybe work is just kind of working you to the bone and you need a week to kind of just refresh, recharge and get going. But, you know, for somebody with a terminal illness where they're valuing every single minute of the day and they want to spend all of their waking moments with their loved ones doing the things that they love, you know, travel is the ultimate gratitude. That's the ultimate answer for it. So I never really thought about how it could potentially extend someone's life. And I love that she's crediting that to, to traveling. So, I mean, so the article kind of talks about Sissy specifically, or what does the article entail? Yes. So it talks about her journey and her relationship with travel, but also about how she wants to pay that forward. All of the health benefits that have come from putting yourself and inserting yourself in a new space. I think there's a there's a part in the article and also it's also a concept that I talk about a lot in other articles that I've written about travel and mental health where Sissy um, and Jason discuss how ever since the diagnosis, they have had a lot of family members, a lot of friends that have come to help. Naturally, everyone wants to step up and be there for them. Um, however, it was only when they went on one of their trips, they realized that they had been inundated with so much, you know, company and energy and all, all great. They're grateful for all of it, of course, but they hadn't taken time or they hadn't realized how important it was to take the time to just talk with Jackson, their, their son and find out what he was feeling because he was expressing to them that he was missing that quality time with his mom, knowing that something was going to happen that was going to change his life, that he wanted that quality time with his mom. And he wasn't able to really express that until they went on a trip together and they had the space and the peace to really dive into like maybe his needs and find out how he was feeling. So I think that's what travel does for us. It's not only a reset, but it puts us in a new environment that that allows us to be more of ourselves, maybe breaks down the barriers of the expectations and the everyday occurrences that happen when we're in a routine at home. 
and allows us to be not only more expressive, but also to be a little bit more mindful and in touch with those inner feelings that we don't necessarily have time to really uh, dwell on or think about um, or acknowledge when we're in a routine. And so I think that that's what, you know, she discussed. And I think that's a really fine point about traveling and why it's important to do so. Especially like valuing the connection that you have, you know, with your partner, with your children, you really get to know somebody when you travel, I guess, right? <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, there's actually, um, there's actually some studies done on that. If maybe one of your listeners or your listeners want to dive into this more is that there's, it can be a, a travel is an opportunity really for self-realization. And there's actually, um, there's actually a study about this uh, that was conducted by two psychologists, Joseph, Joseph Luft and um, Harrington Ingram. And they came up with this instrument for understanding self-awareness and understanding more about how you also express yourself. It's called the Johari window. And we all know that we have windows of life, our open windows, our hidden windows. But what they talk about is this unknown window, information that we don't know about ourselves and other people don't know about us either that can be unmasked and masked in new situations. So if you think about it that way, you might not know, for instance, that you would like to do a high adrenaline activity. I mean, it might be something that you would be scared of thinking, even thinking about in everyday life. But then when you are in Brazil and you get an opportunity, as I did on a beach and someone came up to me and said, hey, you want to go hang gliding? And I was like, uh, OK, sure. Why not? And at that moment, I did it. And it was so exhilarating. And I'm not necessarily a risk taker. I don't know. But I ran off a mountain that day. And I (laughs) loved it. And it was something that I learned more about myself that I never would have experienced or or actually gotten to know that part of myself that I had it in me, if I hadn't been in a new location and given a new opportunity. So travel can unmask those new things about yourself, that unknown window which leads to more self-awareness and self-actualization and makes us become better, more wholesome people for those around us, not only in work, being more productive, but being more productive at home as well and with our friends. So really take the trip, (laughs) essentially. Take the trip and do the things and uncover and use it as a a sort of self-awareness exercise and cover things. Now, of course, I'm not advocating anyone to do anything dangerous or illegal, but I do think that, you know, travel unfolds new opportunities for us to do and and to talk about and to think about um, that being at home or being in that same environment um, does not offer. And I also would like to make the point that sometimes people say, well, you know what, that sounds really great, but I just can't afford to travel right now. Well, we have to reframe the way we think about travel. And this is a big point for me um, when I'm when I'm writing about it and when I'm making it. We have to reframe what we think about travel. Travel is not a luxurious vacation. Travel does not mean that we have to save up money in order to go to the best restaurants and the five-star hotels. You can travel to work and take a different route, and it still does the same thing in your brain chemistry. It still is changing the way you think and observe things around you that gives you the same physical effect that traveling to a luxurious location would do. Interesting. That's very interesting. I never even thought about that. Just take the, take a different way to work tomorrow. (laughs) 
Because if you think about it, you know, like as if we look back at our, our our origins as hunters and gatherers, we had to be alert, right? We had to be alert in order to survive. We had to know our surroundings. We had to know when danger was coming, our sixth sense, so to speak. And going through a routine every day, we've become a little bit complacent. We've become soft. Our, our, like, our observances are not as sharp as they used to be. And so how many times, for instance, have you driven through a stoplight and then thought about, oh my gosh, was that actually green? I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I mean, have you like, have you experienced that? I mean, uh, this morning I drove through the Dunkin' Donuts drive-through and I'm waiting in line to get my coffee. And I realized I never ordered it. There it is. <laughs> I mean, it's autopilot. That's yeah. it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So we have become a little bit soft in that sense. And that's why it's so important to change that route, you know, sit outside in your backyard, change your environment, because, you know, it's good for your brain health, like new things are snapping in your brain when you change your environment. So we have to reimagine and reframe what we think about travel. And I think that Sissy and Jason, they get that, you know, they get that they they understand that when they insert themselves in new environments, it's not only good for their family, it's not even good, it's not only good for discovering maybe some of those things in that unknown window, but it is also good for their physical well-being and their mental well-being. And perhaps maybe that's why Sissy feels that after seven years of being diagnosed, now I, I believe it's eight, that she has been able to have that quality of life because she does change up her environment every six months, I believe, is in the article that they said that they try to take a trip. They do. And she's really, you know, in the first episode, if you guys have not listened to the first episode of this podcast, please check it out. She talks about some of her favorite trips. Um, most importantly, the one to Thailand. She really loved that one. And with the Take the Trip Foundation was started after their family trip to Miami. And they just sent an, uh, their first family on a trip to Miami. Uh, so that's very exciting. So stay tuned for that because that's uh, going to be a podcast episode with that family coming up in the near future. Um, so your daughter and Jackson go to school together. So that's how you met Sissy, correct? That's correct. Yes, they both do go to school together. They're in the same homeroom. Oh, so cute. And I think, you know, when I was talking to you earlier, you know, you mentioned that all the moms kind of got together and, you know, I, I kind of had to mute the phone because I was tearing up and, you know, just, I just think it's wonderful how everybody just steps up, even if you don't even know who she is and you'll get to know her really fast and you'll get to love her because she is just the kindest, most awesome person I know. Yes. And I know that you have a personal friendship with her and personal history. And so I think that when the mom st stepped up in the homeroom, you know, we always try to help each other. And, you know, everyone, everyone in that classroom, obviously, all the parents are, are parents and moms and dads themselves, obviously. So we know what it's like to just shoulder the burden of everyday life with our families. And I hate to say the word burden, but it is hard. You know, I mean, there's no other hood like motherhood, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's hard, but on the other hand, you have a community, you have a built-in community. So that's what we wanted to express to her. And so when I did reach out to her, um, she did ask me to help in, in ways that I thought was, you know, really generous in order for her to trust me. Um, but then I, and I thought about it, I, at first I had a little bit of an imposter syndrome, so to speak, because I said, I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm, I'm not as close to her as some other people in the classroom. And then of course, like, you know, her friend circle, her massive friend circle outside of this classroom. So I'm wondering why she asked me, but 
I think what it was when I thought about it and really like sat down in a quiet moment and, and thought about, you know, how, why the universe is putting me here to help her. I think it was that she, she was very, very intentional about understanding that there are certain people that can get the job done for you. And you want to ask those people that maybe are not in your inner circle because you want that time with the people in your inner circle. You want their energy to be focused on, you know, planning things that are close to your heart and your family so that the the people on the outside can take care of the other things um, and take that off the person's plate that's in front of them and close to the middle. You know, that I felt was my role in the sense that Yes, you know, we're all moms, but we might be on like one of the outer rings. Let's take something off the plate of the person in front of us who is there to lean in further into her. And so that I was really grateful that she had asked me to help organize some things for the school. But on the other hand, I also felt like the calling was coming in terms of how my real purpose in her life was. And then when she told me, and when Jason told me about take the trip, I was like, that's it. I'm a travel writer. This makes sense. So that's it. So, you know, I, I don't know if, if people who are listening, some people might be spiritual and some people might be very religious. I consider myself to be a pretty spiritual person. So I looked for the signs and I felt like the universe placed me in this position to help. And I think that that's what they found throughout their journey is that people are placed in the positions to help them accomplish the goal of take the trip uh, in order for it to be successful, which it will be. Oh, it really will be. I mean, Jason's already on a lot of news media outlets. It's just, it's really going to blow up. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here and tell us about you know, the Ballantine magazine, so grateful that you wrote this article to help promote it. And it sounds like you definitely were placed in her life to do a very specific thing and you're rocking it. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. I really hope that everyone grabs a copy of this magazine that's free and it's out right now in stands all over um, Charlotte, but you can also subscribe to it. You can also go to ballantinemagazine.com and you will see um, the article title, Take the Trip, um, under my byline, Krisha Chatra. And really, it's about, you know, just being able to understand that taking the time to change your environment and to sit in a place with your family intentionally will improve your mental health. I mean, according to the U.S. Travel Association, each year, more than half Americans leave vacation time on the table, hundreds of millions of unused days. And another study published by Nature found that people who change their scenery regularly tend to be happier. So those two things together, despite these emotional benefits, we seem to ignore the fact that using extra time to travel is an important ingredient for our well-being. And so I just encourage everyone to not only take the trip, but take the time and be intentional about where you want to go. Don't necessarily go to a place that you want to just check off on your bucket list or because you heard it was popular or your friends are going and saying it's great, go to places that serve you, that create an environment for what you want to accomplish, what your travel goals are for your family. I would say not only take the trip for your emotional well-being and your physical health, but also to improve your interests and uncover things about yourself and your family um, that you didn't already know because it will make you become more of yourself. Great advice. 
Well, thank you again. And for those of you that are not in the Charlotte area, like Krisha said, you can go online and read the article. Visit ValentineMagazine.com. That's Valentine, B-A-L-L-A-N-T-Y-N-E, magazine.com. Or you can also go to my website, KrishaChatra.com, and I spell my name K-R-I-S-H-A-C-H-A-C-H-R-A.com. And social media, of course, at KrishaChatra or at Valentine Mag. Um, so you will, you will be able to follow the story in those um, social media sites and also give us some feedback too. Um, one of the other things that I highlighted besides Sissy's story is another woman who also uh, felt like travel was um, extending her life as well. She is uh, diagnosed with stage four uh, breast cancer, I believe. So um it was really important for her to travel as well. And I feel like there's a community of people out there that are feeling the same thing and can support Take the Trip Foundation because they know in themselves, they know in their hearts that traveling has helped improve their quality of life through their diagnosis. Amazing. Well, thank you again. And we wish you the best of luck with traveling. And everybody is looking forward to reading that article and seeing Take the Trip really take off. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much, Krisha. Thank you. And thanks to you listeners as well for tuning in to our third episode of the Take the Trip Foundation podcast. Stay tuned for some upcoming episodes, especially featuring a family that we just sent, uh, the first recipient of the Take the Trip Foundation sent them to Miami. So stay tuned to hear their story and many more things to come from Take the Trip Foundation. Please follow us and subscribe to us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. And leave us a five star review, y'all. Until next time, bless and be blessed.